0: Log Talk Radio. <laughs>
1: The Madden Voice. Three, two,
2: one, now. And it is the Madden Voice. We are live. Me, Commissioner T. Well, I'm half live. I'm live on Blog Talk Radio. I am not on Facebook. Um, (laughs) Simply just too tired. (laughs) Um, But I am here on Blog Talk Radio. Maybe next week we'll try Facebook. Um, Long, long work day. So uh, just be happy that I made it here. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm talking about. So anyway, it's me, Commissioner T. And uh, hey, you know, um, the NFL season is winding down. We've got a lot to talk about. Um, So hey, you know, I'm just going to jump right to it. Let's bring on, uh, I have one co-host sitting over there waiting. And let's bring him on. Y'all know who he is. We did a fantastic show. Friday, live here from Bristol, Connecticut. Unfortunately, he's back home down in the Atlanta area. But, hey, we're here. We're ready to talk some football. JB, welcome to the Madden Voice. Yes, sir.
0: Friday was a very good day, as I would say. Ooh, wow. Glad okay. to be back as usual, even though we're about another thousand miles apart. Don't like that part of it, but do like the fact that we are live and ready to talk some football, so I'm ready to get it in.
2: All right. And uh, let's bring in the man with the Ph.D., the man with the philosophy, the man with the wife, uh, Dr. Train. Welcome to the Mad Boys. <laughs> What's going on, fellas? How's it going? <laughs> Dr. Train. Dr. Train. You know, Trey. And I was in New York today. Just saying. That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> yeah. like a whole week late. <laughs> you know
2: what I am saying, dude, man. Dude came up to New York. You know, it's just funny. It's it, it's it's a point now. It's just funny that we still have never met. It's just now. It's just funny. You know what I mean? He close. you all up in New York where I'm at like every week. And then when he comes, I'm not there. You know what I mean? Now he's back on the West Coast. You know what I mean? What'll happen is yeah, I'm on the West Coast. He'll be in New York. You know what I'm saying? That's what will happen. <laughs> you know, but anyway, it's all good, man. It's all good. Good to have you guys back. Uh, K-Star will be attempting to join us. Don't know if he'll make it or not. Uh, he said he's going to try. Uh, he's at work. So, you know what? We're going to move on. K-Star, go, go pay them bills. We're going to talk some football. So, you know, I thought tonight, since we haven't had Dr. Train on in a while, um, you know, I thought tonight, that it would be good to kind of get train rolling Let's get Dr. Train rolling You know And and, yep. and you know I think we haven't had We haven't had A Dr. Train's philosophy in a long time I, I feel neglected myself I feel, <laughs> hey, I feel ignored Okay I feel left <laughs> out JB how you feeling man How do you feel about no Dr. Train's philosophy In a while
0: I feel like my feelings are hurt feel
1: like- that, That's what I'm
0: saying Aww
1: <laughs> you know, you,
2: know what what I'm saying? You, you did it all up in your core, you know, all up in the heart, all up in the, the car alone, you know what I mean? We haven't had it, man. We haven't had it. So you know what? I know he wants to turn back the hands of time and reminisce on some things that might have happened, could have happened, should have happened. So we're going to kick it off with Dr. Train, and we're going to let him rant and go on. Uh, you, can you do it now, Train? I don't know. If, you know, I'm I'm surprised you're starting with this. You good? I'm ready and rock and rolling, man. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is Doctor Train's philosophy. Well, for my Bears fans out there who are
3: feeling anything like I am, wondering what coulda, what shoulda, why we are in this position, we supposed to have arrow pointing up this season. Not saying that we were supposed to be a playoff team, but man, we supposed to at least have more wins than last season, right? But as I read a lot of the, a lot of the. Uh, articles that are put out there, come across one that made me think. And I figured, man, this would be a good topic for the show. So everyone remembers what happened to Lovey Smith uh, in Tampa Bay. You know, he was there, two unsuccessful seasons. He's supposed to be a defensive-minded coach, but the the defense isn't looking any better. Third quarter comes on as his uh, offensive coordinator his second season. But the minute they find out Dirk quarter Dirt Coder could be a head coach somewhere else, they're like, no, we can't have that. We want to keep that Lovey Smith is out the door. So here it is, we're well, on back to the clock. It's it it's it's prior to the twenty fifteen season. Chicago was interviewing head coaches. We hired Ryan Pace first. We got our GM, we got our young GM. We're interviewing head coaches and our top our top head coach, our top top prospect. Is none other than Adam Gates. We got Adam Gates in, and it like we we're close to hiring. Then all of a sudden, breaking news: John Fox and and and, and Denver Broncos go their separate ways. Chicago Hobson veteran head coach, nice track record of bringing teams from the pit. Fox is now the new coach. What does he do? He bring on Adam Gates, knowing. Knowing, and everyone knew, hey, if Adam Gates is successful in Chicago with Jay Cutler, he's only going to last a year. What happened? He shows a little bit of success. Jay Cutler doesn't look as bad as uh, we know he is. <laughs> and now Adam Gates becomes the new head coach in Miami. But the question, two questions is, one, Chicago have hired Adam Gates to begin with, go with a young mind young a young head coach, fresh, you know, has his ideas, has his scheme. And second, uh, since they did go with John Fox, should they have should they have pulled the pulled the same move on Fox that Tampa Bay pulled on Lovely Smith? Let's not let Adam Gates get away. We see we've seen what he's done in a year. We want him on our coach at that. Wanna be our head coach. I can tell you now <laughs> I would have liked to have seen Adam Gates become our head coach initially if, if the move would have been made. I'm definitely not in fan of what happened, uh, to Lovey Smith. I don't want to see that happen to anybody. But uh, to see how successful Adam Gates was, and see him walk out the door, and now see Miami on a six-game winning streak. Oh man! The only question I have is, would we have gotten Vic Fangio? If we would have gotten Adam Gates, would Vic Fangio still be our head coach? And that you don't know, because I love the fact that Vic Fangio is our defense coach. I would have pulled the plug, pulled the same move as Tampa Bay. But I definitely uh, probably would have went with Adam Gates initially.
2: Of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. Well, yeah, that's really it. Hindsight twenty twenty. You know, I mean, um, uh, you know, the thing I have to say is this: um, until you know, one thing that this one thing that this season has reinforced what I always say, and I've said it for the last few years. I haven't been proven wrong yet. Quarterback and head coach, right? And it's it's just the duo that makes everything click. And if that duo is 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 right, you you got a shot at this. You got a shot at this. And if that duo duo is wrong, your chances are are, are less. Okay. And you know John Fox has. I, I wouldn't call him a great head coach, but he certainly ain't Gus Bradley. Okay, um, <laughs> he ain't he ain't Marvin Lewis, who who has never won a playoff game. Okay, um, you know, and there, there's other coaches, you know, you know, um, Chip Kelly, and you know what I mean. So the guy has had some success in this league, but y'all got y'all y'all got a quarterback issue in Chicago, man. And lovey forever. Well, but lovey for whatever people want to say. And you and I agreed on this. I mean, you agreed, but you kind of understood. I didn't agree. You agreed with the firing. I mean, I'm sorry, you disagreed with the firing, but you said you understood it. I said I don't get. I don't know how you fire anybody who was ten and six. Period. Now y'all would cut off your right arm to have Lovey Smith and be ten and six. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? But you didn't. No, no one knew that then. You brought in the guy. What's the guy? The guy from Canada, right? You brought him in. He was a disaster. Trust me. Trust me. He was a disaster. Um, you know. So, you know, I, I hear you train, and I'm I'm on I'm on I'm with you, bro. I'm feeling your pain, bro. I was there a year ago myself. I'm feeling your pain. You know. But y'all need a quarterback. Y'all need a quarterback. And and then
3: that's and, and now to to say we do need a to do need a quarterback, you're absolutely correct, but then that's that's what definitely baffles me about this about the regime that's in now. I'm not I'm not ready to change the team. That's let me let me first say that. I'm not ready to get a new GM and new head coach. No, I am not. What I do not understand is that you knew coming in, Cutler has gotten two full coaching staff out the door, along with GM. And you went through two drafts, and you didn't draft not one quarterback you felt could be development. I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. I understand we had a billion holes, and you knew Adam Gates was leaving. <laughs> okay, and not one pick. And I'll still say it: three picks in the fourth round, all before Prescott went off the board, and none of them. I'm playing right now. Oh, was Deion Bush one of them? Or was he fifth round? I can't remember. I know two of them aren't even playing. He was fourth round. Yeah, fourth round. Know that's what I'm saying? Uh, Deion Bush I was fourth round. so two of them not playing. Deion Bush is the only one that's finally starting. He doesn't even look like he deserved to start. Our safeties don't know how to play make plays on the ball. They only know how to tackle, and that's only if the target is running straight at them. So, all that evaluation and all those picks, and you didn't find one developmental quarterback through the entire draft, yeah. two years. And now this year we suck so bad. Now you're forced to draft. I hate being forced to draft a particular position. Like I'm hoping that we do not take a quarterback with, with the top with, a, with our first round pick. What quarterback come out of college is worth their top five. JB, I know well, you
2: watch more college ball than I do, but which who who who, who would well, you take? Well, 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 well. Let me, let me just say this: we're gonna hold that till after the season, okay? We got plenty of time to talk about the draft and the options. Let's see where your team ends up, and we can get we can get deep deep into that, you know. After the season is over, when we do our draft show, um, but let's let's not let's stay within this season right now, okay? Train so you know what I'm saying because. Some of us still have something to play for. Well, you know what no, I
3: get that. It's just, it's just I'm, really, I'm really on the topic of GM dropping the ball in that department and now being in a position to be forced to draft a quarterback and your prospects aren't great and you're at the top of the draft. So you're at the top of the draft and now there's pressure to get a guy and your prospects aren't that great. That's, that's where I'm at. That's that's really where I'm at with the topic. Not so much let's talk about the draft. You don't have any great, oh, I got, I got to have this guy quarterback coming out, but yet you're in a position where you have to get something
0: in there now. Yeah, I think right. you're, you're really saying it's more of a rhetorical question than anything else, and, and I think we yeah, get exactly.
1: that. Yeah.
0: I, mean, the, the, I think the problem is, though, it's just is a, a systemic problem that you're having in the organization at the very top between folks that make the decisions and folks that are scouting in order to give these folks that make the decision the proper information to go out and make the decision in the first place, all that goes on at the top. And that's where this whole issue is going. You say for two years, it's probably been even longer than that. And and with, with, trying to evaluate talent at key positions, they did pretty good with, with Alshon Jeffrey. He's been a a top receiver. Uh, It looks like, it looks like you you have a decent backfield with your running backs. You may even have a natural decent running back controversy going on. But at the quarterback position where it's a, a, a passing league hands down, that's where unfortunately y'all fail the most. So that's why you're feeling the kind of pain that you're feeling now. Got Richie. Yeah. You better hope Barkley Barkley better can keep playing well just to make the season end on a good note. Yeah, well. I, I know he. He, he he looked entertaining. I, I'll just put it that way. He looked entertaining. I know, and I'm not holding my breath. I'm just saying it was one game. Right. He looked halfway <laughs> decent. So it just do that. It, 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 enjoy the game. We enjoy it for you.
1: Right. <laughs>
2: exactly. All right. Well, thank you, Doctor Strain. So I'm going to piggyback since we're talking quarterbacks. I'm going to piggyback Dr. Train, and I'm going to take a minute. Um, this this was this came out kind of late today, so you guys may not even know this. This came out um, sometime this afternoon. So apparently, Joe Thiesman strikes again. Okay. Um, yeah. So so here, here here's, here's what Joe Thiesman had to say um, to the Dallas Morning News. Okay. Yeah, and I'm reading. I'm reading the quote. Let's put this Tony Tony Romo stuff to bed, okay? This man's had three back surgery. He has a collarbone that's been broken twice. He's 36 years old. He plays behind. The last couple of years, he played behind probably the best offensive line in football, and hasn't finished a season in the last five. Any general manager that would make a deal for Tony Romo should shouldn't keep their job as general manager. It's a bad business decision. Plus, what offensive line is going to be the same one he has in Dallas? I think Tony Romo stays a Dallas Cowboy. He's got a $24 million cap. You negotiate that down to a number that's palatable for the team. If that gets hurt, he goes and plays, and you put incentives in if he does play. To me, Tony Romo's got to be a Dallas Cowboy to end his career. Okay? Um, he also says, um, he says this season, um that he thought and he said this earlier season that he didn't think tony romo should play anymore i worry about tony romo the man and the rest of his life theismann's rest of his life Theisman said before elaborating on romo's injury history knowing the kind of athlete he is he's exactly where i expected him to be he's not going to give it up he loves the game um why would you economically make the investment in someone that you don't believe is going to be there for a length of time i think tony romo has to stay in Dallas. As a cowboy, he's basically damaged goods, okay? This is Theismann. So Theismann's saying any GM that would, that would sign Tony Romo should be fired. Now, let me just remind everybody that while Joe Theismann is a Super Bowl winning quarterback, he's also a quarterback that had his, his career ended prematurely by um, – Lawrence Taylor, I'm sure any if you're a football fan and don't know about that, I believe it was a Monday night game and it's pretty a pretty famous play where uh you know Taylor went in and got the sack and landed awkwardly on his leg, broke it. Um it was a nasty break, I mean, and and immediately you see Taylor calling for uh the medics to come to the field. Uh uh Theismann was out for quite some time, okay? And Taisman was advised retire theisman came back and tried to play on that leg and couldn't do it but the key is he tried he was advised to retire but he came back and tried to play on that leg and he couldn't do it And and then he retired okay so so first of all i find it extremely hypocritical that you're going to tell tony romo who's had injuries none of which have been as devastating as the injury you had and you're going to tell him to retire but then he says any gm that signs him should be fired immediately okay so let's 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 talk about some teams right let's start with our very own dr train dr train would you take tony romo in chicago uh yeah absolutely okay now let's forget contracts and money okay i'm not even this question on all these teams has nothing to do with whether they can afford it it has to do with quality of player what they have and what Tony Roma brings to the table. Would these teams take Tony Roma compared to what they have? Okay? Because he said he's damaged goods. Okay. So I'm going, to, I'm going to the man that knows Chicago Bears better than anybody, and he says take him in, in a minute. Absolutely. Okay. Um let's see. I'm I'm looking at the list of quarterbacks. What, what do you, how do you think the Jets feel? You think the Jets would take Tony Romo? Oh man. Hmm. how do how, how you think the forty ers hey. feel? Now screw Chip Kelly. I'm not even talking about Chip Kelly and his stupid offense, okay? But what are they, one and nine, one and ten? Do you think do you think the 49ers would take Tony Romo? Do you think the Cleveland Browns would take Tony Romo?
1: Okay, yeah, I'm going to stop right anybody. there.
2: I'm going to stop right there. There's more, okay? I'm going to stop right there though, because I just named four teams, four that would take Tony Romo right uh. tomorrow. And, and if we really looked at it, you know, Minnesota, let's just say Bridgewater's out for another year, all right? You want yeah, Romo or, or you want Badford? I, I, I'm I thinking Romo, okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, L.A., we don't know what yeah, golf is going to be yet. We don't know what golf is going to be, be back be at, in L.A., right? We know what Keenum was, nothing. We don't know what golf's going to be. You bring in a veteran like Romo for a season or two, give golf a chance to learn under a veteran. Would you take him? Would you take him in Denver? You really think Seaman That's is a the win-win end? situation right there? That's what I'm screaming. They already showed the ability to bring in a veteran quarterback with some pedigree to come in and do some damage. So you know what I'm saying? It's just the, stu- the, the stupidity. The stupidity of the statement is beyond me. Sometimes these former athletes have an agenda and it's pretty clear he's keeping his Redskin cowboy hatred alive and well. And you know what? I get it. If you say it's Wednesday before Thanksgiving, will the Raiders, I mean, will the Redskins beat the Cowboys? And you want to say to Redskins, Hey, that's fine. I- I'm okay with that. You're a homer. I'm okay with that. But when it gets down to a man's career, and making statements like that to the press, who the hell are you? Would you appreciate that if you were Tony Romo? Would you appreciate that if you were still playing? It ain't been that long, Joe Theismann. I remember my brother who's younger than me, he remembers. Dr. Train, who I believe is even younger than my brother, he remembers. We all remember the injury, so it ain't been that long, dude. And you're going to get on there and dog. What, Romo never did nothing to you. Romo is the class of quarterbacks as far as on the field, off the field behavior. No drama, no issues. A leader, and this man is sat on the side like a like and and taking his demotion. He's taking it. Made me made, just like Rg3 did last year. Sat on the side. all oh, yeah, give I give all the credit to that kind of stuff. When you got Cam Newton dabbing and this and that, you got guys in the league that respect the league, and you gonna sit there, quarterback. Eternity and you're going to dog a fellow quarterback What the hell Is wrong I, I created a term Called football integrity right Where the hell is your football integrity Joe Well you're going to get up there and say he's damaged No what you say is Hey it's a risk we all accept that But he's a good football player He deserves a chance to be a starter Somewhere hope he gets a chance somewhere Else pretty clear he's not Going to be a starter in Dallas next year I hope he gets a chance to play somewhere else and gets one more shot. He deserves it. And that's the truth. If anybody in this league deserves a second chance to be a starter, it's Tony Romo. And as much as I hate to see him go, I am a Tony Romo fan. Just like I hated to see DeMarcus Ware go. But you know what? I was happy for Ware. He got paid and he got a Super Bowl. I was happy for
1: him.
2: I'd be happy for Tony if he ends up on a team that can contend. I would hate it and I would hate to play against him but I would be happy for him as a player. Now, where is that from you, Mr. Theismann, who played in the NFL? I just, I don't get it. And, yeah, I'm angry because it aggravates me. I'm just just a guy. Who am I? I'm nobody. And I feel that way. You were the face of that franchise, Super Bowl champion, and you're going to be a freaking hater as an analyst? Jay, you want to jump in here, man? I I, I I can't do it. The only thing I will say is this. Uh,
0: I, I believe he just went straight up too far. Uh, I can understand him saying he should be a cowboy because personally that's how I feel. Maybe I've got my Homer hat on, but kind of hard for me to see him in another uniform, and if it happens, so be it. I completely understand and get why. So I'm going to be a Homer and want him to be a cowboy until he decides to retire. If you want to even suggest retirement, then fine, you can suggest that. The part that I didn't like is saying that any GM that hires them should be fired or lose their job or anything along those lines. I think that's ridiculous. You named about four different teams off the top of their head without even blinking an eye, and I'm sure there's many others that would like to have a Tony Romo on their team, even if it is just to be a backup to bridge the gap between now and whoever you feel is your, your future quarterback. Or in Denver, which is really a perfect situation in both worlds where they have, they have a championship-caliber team already in place they have what they feel is the future quarterback all in place. So why not bring the likes of a Tony Romo in there to teach the, uh, Paxton Lynch not only how to be a professional, but how to play the game, and at the same time, put them in position to possibly win another championship. So yeah, Denver will be a great landing spot for, for, for Tony, so he can get a ring and go out on top, because he, he deserves it. But to say that he's going to, uh, or any GM that hires him should be fired, I think that's ridiculous and, and completely out of line. So that's the only thing I can add to it to you basically summed it all up in a nutshell. And I, I don't want to add anything else to take away from what you said, because you really said everything that I was feeling too. All
2: right. I'll move on. Cause you know, cause I can, um, all right. Uh, let's do the power rankings. Cause we can. <laughs> and, uh, hey, let's, let's do those right now. <laughs> oh do wow!
0: Right Did, now. Don't tell me you got when, something. When your email came out, I almost fell out. I had to control myself, and people started looking at me half crazy. Um, so yes, yeah, please.
2: With no, without further ado, let's get to it so I can fall out of my chair. So, you know, so every week we are um, we are preparing power rankings individually. And what I, the way we do it here on the Madden Voice is we have each of us do it privately, and then I get the, everyone's individual rankings, and then I put them together, and I come up with a cumulative ranking, okay? And it's just, it's, 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 I, you know, we don't see each other, so this way we're not influenced. So I got Dr. Train's, I got JB's, and then I did mine. And I looked, and the three of ours are exactly the same. It doesn't happen very often, especially this late into the season. And I sent them an email, and I said, well, K-Star's going to mess it up for everybody. He's going to do something to mess it up. Now, <laughs> he didn't mess it up, because when three people agree, the fourth can't change it, because the, the majority is going to win. But he did have a different five than we did, okay? So I'm going to start at the top instead of starting at the bottom because it's pretty clear. I mean, it, you know, it, it, this isn't. This really isn't like um, – there's no drama here, okay? This isn't – you know, we have times where, you know, you get three or four teams. They're all sitting at nine and three, and you got to look at, okay – um, you know, you know who you know. Common opponents, strength of schedule, um, division record. You know, we all come up with different ways to figure out. You know, did, did they play each other? Because even though they have the same record, if they beat each other, then that person should be up on the other one because they beat them. So there's a lot to look at. Well, we ain't got that. I, I, we ain't got that issue. You know what I'm saying? We ain't got that issue. How about them Cowboys? That's what I'm talking about. So <laughs> number one, again. The Dallas Cowboys at 10 and (laughs) 1. Gotta love it. I gotta love the ride. I don't know what's gonna h told y'all like five games ago. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm loving where we're at, so I'm gonna enjoy the ride until there's no ride to have. And if that means we ride and ride into Houston in February, I'm gonna ride right up in there. If something happens and we're not, well, I'm enjoying today. So the Cowboys are number one. Number two, unanimously, the New England Patriots. Number three, Unanimously, the Oakland Raiders. Number four, unanimously, the Kansas City Chiefs. Number five, not unanimously, the New York football Giants. However, Mr. K-Star had the Seattle Seahawks at number five, and not the New York Giants. The Seahawks mind you, who just got upset by the Kansas City Chiefs. The Seahawks, mind you, who scored four points. I mean I'm sorry, five points against the um against the Chiefs. I I I you know the, the Bucks. I, I, I mean I'm sorry, against the Bucks. Thank you. Um I, I, I I'm not sure that I get that one. Um you know, the, the, the Seahawks are winning the division, but they're 7-3-1. and one. Giants are 8-3. You know, I, I, I don't get it. That's one I don't get. The, the, you know, Giants have won six games in a row. They are, between them and Miami, tied for the second-hottest team in the NFL. Both six-game winning streaks. Uh, Raiders five-game winning streak. You know, makes sense. Chiefs 8-3. Makes sense. Patriots nine and two makes sense. Everything makes
1: sense.
2: You look at Seattle and you gotta say, yeah, I, I, I'm not getting that one there. I'm not getting that one. So could have been worse, but um, that's what that's what that's what Mr. K Star did, and he's not here to defend himself or explain it. But at least he didn't have the Cowboys as number two like he did last week because he was so bitter. Um, and and I really hate that he's not here because I need him this weekend. Okay. Need him. I need you know. We did him a solid, and we took care of the uh, Ravens. Okay, and now they're back, and now they're in the mix to, to you know sneak in and maybe take that division. They're tied with the Ravens, and um, you know they're, they're you know they're a better shot now. Be you know because we beat them. Then had the Raiders beat us, and then the Raiders would be one game out. Okay, plus the Ravens beat them already. So it wouldn't be looking good, even with five games to go. But we took care of our business. Cowboys went in there and beat up on the Ravens. Well, the Ravens came to the town, but anyway, we beat them. Are uh, you gonna beat the Giants, K Star? I wish you was here because I want to know. I need this game, bro. I need you. I need the Giants. They're getting too. They're getting too hot. They're getting a little too mm-hmm. hot. Okay, they're eight and three. They, if they if they win, and the Cowboys somehow falter against Miami, one game difference now. And then the next game is the Giants on Sunday night football. And if Giants beat the Cowboys, they will have swept them and tied, and now all of a sudden, the Cowboys are no longer not only are they not number one in the in the NFL, number one in the conference, they're not even number one in the division anymore. They drop down to like a five seed or some crazy ridiculous place, and the Giants move up and and very likely are the number one seed in, in the NFC. So we need some help here. Not that the Cowboys can't take care of their own business by going in and beating Minnesota and then go ahead and taking care of, of New York. But, you know, listen, in all honesty, I, I don't want it to end, but I'm waiting. Every week I'm like, okay, let's see what's going to happen. It's been seven. Okay, it's been eight. Okay, it's been nine. Okay, we're at ten. I mean, you know, so I don't know. Can we go into the Meadowlands on a Sunday night, and beat the team—the only team that beat us. I, I, I hope we can, but it would be nice if the Steelers lose a win, and then the Giants go to eight and four, and then the Cowboys win, and the Cowboys go to eleven and one. Now the Cowboys got three games on them with four games to go. Mm-hmm. I like I like those odds. I like those odds. Okay, so K Star. Uh, you know, you're not here now, but if you if you happen to catch the archive, okay, go down, put your put your Mike Tomlin hat on, you know, go on down there, get up all in the in the locker room, and you know, do your thing, okay. So I, that's what I want to hear, okay. I just told the guys I appreciate the spirit and energy in which they fought. Um, please don't talk to me about more victories and things of that nature. Uh, that'd be disrespectful to those guys in the room. Uh, we we didn't get the job done. We came up short. Uh, we accept responsibility for that. Um, you know, we will not go gently. Uh, we're going to unleash hell here in December because we have to. We won't go in shell. We're going to go in attack mode because uh, that's what's required. But uh, came up short tonight. Uh, tough environment versus a good football team. I like to compliment those guys. Uh, they they made the plays necessary to win, and uh, we. Can- All right, that's enough for that. Moving right along. Moving right along. Moving hey, right along.
0: B- before you move on, hey, before you move along, I'm a, I i want to piggyback on, on a couple of things. One, wasn't it Killer that was talking about uh Tampa Bay and using this game as a measuring stick? Wasn't it killer? Yes. Yeah, so so killer if you if you're listening, you're catching a podcast, shout out to you. Your bucks pulled it off, um, surprisingly, so uh much love and shout out to you. Second thing I want to say is I don't know if you noticed, but Cowboys could clinch a, clinch a playoff berth this weekend. If, uh, if Cowboys win and Tampa Bay ties or loses combined with that, or Dallas win and Washington loses, Cowboys in the playoffs this weekend. So um, that'd be a nice little uh, weekend
2: gift for our first week in December. Now, I, 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 I was listening to something that said that, but they weren't totally sure. So you're sure oh, about yeah. that? Okay. Um, I'm reading it on the wire right now. Okay. So what has to happen again? Cowboys win and forget the ties. Uh, I don't want to hear them no more ties. What else has to happen?
0: Well well that, that's that's just given the scenario. A Cowboy yeah, win yeah, plus a Tampa Bay loss or a tie. That's one way they can do it. Or the other way can they
2: they can clinch a playoff bird this weekend is Dallas wins and Washington loses. Okay. So Washington loses or Tampa Bay loses. They both don't have to lose. Either team loses and and Dallas wins. And they've clinched the playoff spot. That's what it looks like. Okay. All right. All right. So we need Washington, but Dallas still has the win. And we need Washington yeah. to lose or Tampa Bay to lose. And both of those teams are playing really well right now, too. So um yeah. no guarantees. Yeah, no, no guarantees. Okay. Alright. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So um right. Uh, you know, I want to ask—I uh, don't know. Who, I'm gonna ask you both here because this this one puzzled me. Um, you know, uh, Sunday night's game, Denver and uh, Kansas City. I need—I need—I need, I need someone to help me understand Kubiak's decision with 109 left in the game in overtime to go for the 62-yard field goal. 62, not 52. Sixty-two, and then of course they left the short field. Kansas City went down and won the game. Can either one of y'all explain this to me, huh? Nope,
0: nope, can't do it. Can't do it. Can't explain it to you. Can't talk with you about it. Can't give you a good reading. Can't do it. I can explain it to you, but it still won't make any sense.
2: But, but that, that's what I'm saying. Is I'm looking for. I'm looking for. I mean, are you that afraid of a tie? Well, that it, you, it. I mean, it makes sense.
3: It makes sense due to the fact that it has happened before. But if you consider where they were playing, that length of a field goal uh, is very possible. It's almost like it's hidden from
0: from somewhere else. But, I mean, you're still taking, to, taking that all into account, and I get that. And I was thinking that, too. You're in Denver in a high altitude, and the ball is going to stay up yeah. further than it would normally. I, I get all of that. But you look at the downside. You're giving a team that basically you held in check for about three quarters, all of a sudden got hot in that fourth quarter, and you can't seem to really uh, remember how to stop them. But at least try to put it in the, today. And you still got Bob Miller back there. Put in the hands of your defense yeah. and, and pin them back with, with a little pooch punt, get them side 20. They've got a minute nine to go. Let's, let's say they pooch punt and it goes in the end zone, touchback. They still got to go 80 yards to score a touchdown or about 50 yards, 55 yards, give or take, to get in the field goal range. With a minute nine left, and I believe maybe one timeout or two, I think it was just one timeout left. I would rather put this game in the hands of the defense than on the foot of a kicker from sixty-two yards out. And if so be it, it ends up in a tie, so be it. Because in this case, the the loss is the worst case scenario you can have. A tie would be next and then obviously the win. If you're just gonna tie in this particular case and keep yourself within striking range of, of getting the division title, go for the tie. It's all right. In this case it's alright to tie. Put on your defense. That defense won you a championship last year. You've got basically the same players that you had from a year ago. And like I said, 58 is a baller back there. Put in the end
2: of that defense and see what happens.
3: Yeah. Don't disagree with anything you're
2: well, here Here's my issue with it. Um, yes, we understand high altitude. We understand it. But for 100 years, the record was 63 yards. They it, it, Within the last two years, it went to 64 Okay, so we're only talking two yards off the NFL record, period. So I think I think they get mesmerized with the thought that, yes, kicks can go farther because the air is thinner and you're a higher altitude. I get that in theory. But in reality, you're still talking two yards away from the record. Now, add that to a nationally televised game, division game, playoff implications. And 109 left In overtime And if you make it, you win So add all that up together And Dan Bailey Is the most accurate kicker In NFL history Plays for Dallas Cowboys Right now, go look it up The most accurate in NFL history I would have been pissed If they had put him out there To try to make that kick Knowing that if you don't make it, you're giving them a short field and a minute and a nine to come down and get a shorter field goal to win the game. Like, I think you have to play the odds. You know, you have to play the odds. And I hate ties. I personally think um, people talk about get rid of Thursday night football, get rid of Thursday night football, get rid of Thursday night football. Okay, whatever. Get rid of it. Keep it. That's, you know, to me, that's, to me, that's the players' association should be talking because it's their bodies on the line. It ain't it ain't our issue. It's the players' issue, right? So if that four-day turnaround time is too short for you, okay, then you guys go and talk to the NFL and you know negotiate and get rid of it. Figure out. I don't. But um, I lost my train of thought. Getting old. Overtime. You don't like overtime. Yeah. You don't like time. You Thank don't you. like time. Thanks. But you know we we had two ties this year, and and it just there's no reason to have a tie in the NFL. There's no reason. Okay.
3: I I, per- I personally think the ties increased with the fact that they changed these overtime. There wasn't many ties with the sudden death overtime. There wasn't. You wanted to win that coin toss, and you wanted to score because you knew if you scored, game was over. Now that the other team has a chance to score. You're almost playing another full quarter that that, that can end up in a tie.
2: You know, I I would have to do some research, but I'm not completely convinced that ties have always been a part of the NFL. I'm not completely convinced you could have always tied. I I have vague memories of NFL games being played and um, when the quarter ended, and I could be wrong, this was a long time ago, they started another quarter and you played until somebody won the game. Um, you played since someone
3: scored,
2: but well, that was but, only a sudden death, Right, but I don't think ties have been a permanent part of the NFL. I, I don't think so. I don't remember growing up seeing ties.
1: But and that's how I don't rare remember,
2: it is, Steve. Huh? That's but exactly I, but how rare it is. Uh, now you're going to make me have to look it up because um... – <laughs>
1: Uh, Let's see. Uh, uh,
2: uh, 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 uh. I'm looking to
0: see. Um, be prior to nineteen twenty before I start (laughs) wedding (laughs) a (laughs) bit.
2: Maybe I'm wrong.
1: They've
3: been they, tied I mean, going to back you, a
0: long time.
3: They just, But I'm saying they were so rare due to sudden death, man. One score, game was over. The, the What they generated now, because they want both teams, because they felt like it wasn't fair, they felt like a coin toss besides the game, who cares? The kickoff of the game is decided by a coin toss. It is what it is. But they really increased chances for games to end in a tie now
0: than they did before. I think right. I, I, to a point I kind of agree, but to a point I also kind of disagree. We've only had seven ties since the turn of the century. We're talking about almost 16 full years. Um, so it's not like it happens often. And I'm looking online here and seeing over the course of the NFL I mean, from 1920 the to 70. Well, the rule change was just recently.
3: It's been at least two years.
0: So, and okay, within the last two years, it's been two ties. And both came this season in consecutive weeks. And then prior to that, there was the, uh, the epic Carolina-Cincinnati game that tied at 37. That was also back in October, but it was 2014. And you had a couple of ties in November. One was 2012, one was 2013. So the rule change, I And I'm not completely disagreeing with the trend. I'm saying that, that the likelihood of a tie happening does, I believe, increase given this rule change, but I don't think it mm-hmm. completely turns everything on its head and makes every game seem like, okay, this is a, this is going to end in a tie now just because of that rule change going into effect. Mm. Okay. The, the chances increase, but I don't think enough to say, look out, this game is going to be in a tie just because it went into overtime. I, I just, I, I guess from a...
3: You got to put everything on the line on this on this drive because if this team scores, we lose. You just took that completely away. I mean, the players are like, you relaxed on the first on the on this first drive because now all you realize if they get a field goal, we got a chance.
1: Yeah.
0: Just, field yeah. goal, but they score a touchdown. It's done. So oh, all, you, you're still putting you're still putting a defensive hand saying you can't let them score a touchdown. Can't do that. You give up a, a field goal, and the other team comes down, and it, basically they can't give up a touchdown. They give, give up a field goal, and we keep going back and forth. So I don't know. True. I wouldn't necessarily say a team can relax at all because the stakes are still high. Um, but you but you are
3: kind of relaxed because now your team before your, the team couldn't score.
2: But you create it creates
3: something there because you, they can't they couldn't score it. It wasn't field goal
0: game was over but you still don't want them to score, period. That, that's why no, I, I kind you of disagree don't. with the whole relax period. I, you don't want them to score at all. So even you if don't, it's just a it field goal, your... you're still trying not to give that up because what's going to happen but is if... you kick a field goal and, and, and now you put the pressure on the offense now. You've got to at least match them because if you go four, well, four downs and, and, and out, game's over. So that's why I say I don't really quite buy into – you relax a little bit because stakes are still high. You still have to come back. you got to match up with what they've done. Now, granted, yes, in the old system, you kick a field goal, game's over. I I get that. And I think that's what I was trying to say before is that I don't completely disagree with you in terms of the ties uh, increasing. I think that the chances increase, but not so much so where it causes folks to rethink how this whole tie situation is done.
3: I, I guess I'm just with, with, with my reason argument. I, just, I I'm saying you you lose intensity with the game with the fact that now.
0: Yeah, and and, that, and I I still disagree with that. I think it's still the the stakes are too high to lose any type type of intensity. Yeah, you got you kick a field goal, your game continues, but you still at the end of the day, you're still trying to stop folks from scoring. You're still trying to stop them. So it's not like all right, they're in field goal range they kick a field goal. Ah, no big deal. You're still trying to block that kick. You're still trying to, get, to to recover if you block it, or take it to the house if you're able to do so. So I, I don't really I'm buying to that the whole intensity decreases just because of that. I think it's still it's still at a at a high level, just like it was at the football, end of regulation. Yeah, football decisions change when you got an opportunity to get
3: the ball back. Your defense your defense changes. Things change when you got the opportunity
0: to get the ball back. Yeah, things will change, but that your your argument is. The intensity level decreases, and I don't see how. I, it's, it, reason, I believe. it's an intense football game. No matter, It's an intense game, period, no matter how you look at it. The, the goal is, is to win, and you, you, granted, yeah, you might have some decisions to make that you wouldn't necessarily make in the old rules, but density doesn't change. Just as intense as it was at halftime,
2: just as intense as it was at regulation because nobody's won yet. Well, here, here you know, I'm just gonna say this. I, I, I think ties are ridiculous in the NFL. You only play 16 damn games. You don't need a tie in there, okay? Um, you know, you don't have you don't have uh, ties in baseball. You don't have ties in basketball, but you gotta have a tie in football. I I, I don't get it. I I don't get it. It's not necessary. Um, you can leave the rule the way it is now, but all you need is to tweak it so that the at the end of the fifth period, um, b- decide how you want to transition from the fifth period to the sixth period and timeouts and that kind of stuff. Do you just switch sides of the field and keep playing? Or do you, you know, treat that as a halftime and then flip and then you kick again? But now whoever scores for because you don't have your chance, you know, you know, so you didn't do it in the fifth period. So now, hey, fifth period's over, sixth period, we're going to flip. Whoever wins, Whoever wins, coin, toss gets the ball if you score you win. Because you had the fifth period where you both got a shot and you didn't get it done. So now whoever scores first, it's over. Like I I mean you can tweak the rules somehow or another, but I think you play until somebody wins. Period. And I don't got
0: to and I agree. Now you know what the, the uh the devil's advocate is gonna say is they're gonna talk about player safety and then I'd kinda of combat yeah. that with yeah. Look at look at the numbers and see how many games have ended in a tie, or how many games went into overtime. That'll be enumerated by by how many total games have been played. In other words, how often do you have games going into overtime? And that number should be small enough to say it warrants see what you're trying to do going into the fifth period and then this potential sixth period, however you want to transition. But I know that that's, that would come up in any kind of uh, type of conversation.
2: Listen. They're talking about going to 18 games. They ain't worried about player safety that much. Okay? You know what I mean? So, so, you know, I, I, I think it's a weak argument to say player safety is why they we should just end the game. They're, again, they're only playing 16 games. And as a fan, you know, we're the ones funding this, right? So I, I come out of my pockets and pay.
1: You know, I don't know
2: what you pay to go see the Bears. Bears in New York, but you know you come out your pockets. You know you pay, you spend a couple hundred dollars, a few hundred dollars, whatever. You get your good seats. You know you get your hotel because you want to get there nice and early. You spend your money on food and beer and drink. You know you come out your pockets three, four, five hundred dollars, right? You know, and then and then the game ends in a tie. Hey,
3: Keith, okay, not coming too well, man. Yeah, hey, is to that tell better? Kind of, kind
0: of harsh, there. Is Is that better? No.
1: Well,
2: well. I oh, don't
1: know yeah.
3: what I'm, is that are we good? Almost, I was almost there. It sounded like it, it was your normal voice. I don't know, some something, something changed.
0: Yeah, I don't know yeah. what it is either. Because training, 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 you're train, train, you coming in
2: line? I haven't done anything to my equipment. I'm just sitting here. Um, so. How, how do I sound now?
0: The same. A little bit better than you did before. <laughs> okay. Not by much. All
2: right. Well, we're gonna keep rolling 'cause that's not I, I, I'm not really sure what the issue is, so I'm just gonna keep rolling. Um but my my main point probably is,
0: probably, probably your buddies at Blog talk doing something to your line. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um my main, my, my, my main point is um there needs, to be, there needs to be a, a conclusion to the game, a, win or a winner and a loser, period. And NFL needs to come to, to terms with that, period. And how they do it is on them, but we need a winner. And I would be okay. We're going back to your rule then. And whoever scores first wins, but, it, you know, but the game doesn't end in a tie. I don't really care how do I really don't. Just no ties. That's that. All right. Enough on that. um.
1: All right, <laughs> all right. Um,
2: because we've gone longer than I planned on a couple of topics, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip a couple of things and just ask a couple general questions. First question is: Miami Dolphins, do they have a shot to get into the playoffs? Right now, they'd be the sixth seed. Um, you know, ahead of the Broncos, and I'll be yeah. honest, the Dolphins were not on my radar screen. And they done, they, done, they, done, they done messed around and won six straight, okay? And now they're in the mix. So what do you guys think, J.B.? Are the Dolphins going to be in the mix at the end of the season? Uh,
0: I think they're going to be in the mix, but they, somehow they're doing it with a makeshift offensive line. That that team has had so many holes at the offensive line area. It's just like three like so, are they going to be in the mix? I think so, but they're going to have to figure out how to makeshift that offensive line and still continue to get production. You know, your X-Fact is still going to be Tannehill. You don't know what version of him you're going to get. Defense has been pretty good, but you got to make sure that thing shows right. Okay. train.
3: Being in the mix, Probably, yes, but it's going to – I mean, you got to – they got to get past the big hump in their division. The big hump in their division is uh, uh, the it, New York And I don't think they played them twice yet. They still got one more division. And, a- and with the AFC West playing the way it's playing, it's, 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 it's,
1: it's going to be
2: pretty tough. Yeah. Um, I don't believe in this, uh Miami. You know, and I, I, you know, I'm I'm an eye test guy. I don't believe in Miami. Um, Denver did just drop out, but it's not that they didn't play hard. It's not that they couldn't have beat Kansas City. Um, You know, those three teams are right there. And I would give, I think they're in the right order as far as talent goes. I think Oakland is the most talented team in that division and one of the more talented teams in the the conference. I think Kansas City is the second, and I think Denver is the third. And I, I would look at it this way and say, um, right now, yep, Miami's got an edge, but I, I don't see them maintaining it because I don't believe in 10 at all. Simple as that. So I still think you got New England, and then that's it. And I think you got three out of the AFC West. I'm sticking to that. You got one out of the AFC South. Who the heck knows who that's going to be? You got three teams within one game of each other. I really just you just I just you don't know. Um my second question is since K Star ain't here, I'ma ask you guys Pittsburgh or Baltimore? Dr. Train, you go first. Wow.
3: Um man that is that is still a tough and I'm trying not to pick, pick this face on on fandom. But with the way Baltimore has been playing over Pittsburgh, man, I'm, I'm going to have to say Baltimore.
1: Okay. JB. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's
0: a tough one. Oh, yeah. uh, that's a very good question to ask. I'm going to stick with my guns just because of the firepower that they have, and I'm still going to say Pittsburgh, uh, only because from top to bottom – I think that's the more complete team. They, for whatever reason at times, can't seem to get out of their own way. If they're ever ever able to do that, that division is their hands down. In my opinion, I think it's more their division to lose than anything. So as much as I think Baltimore is playing well overall, I still think that division belongs to the Steelers.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Steelers because they're gonna beat the Giants this weekend. And uh they're gonna get on a roll. And you know, I think Big Ben's um uh, no disrespect to Derek Carr, but I think Big Ben is the second best quarterback in the AFC right now. So I'm gonna go with the Steelers too. In case they don't let me down. And yeah, I have my I have my reasons. Alright, let's take a quick look. At some upcoming games and your thoughts. We really, you know, you can make picks if you want, but um, we kind of fell off that wagon of doing picks. So you know, that's that's done for this year. Maybe next year we can be a little more consistent. Well, got some really good games this year. Uh, I'm sorry, this week. Cowboys are traveling to Minnesota. Um, that should be a good game. You got the Chiefs
3: uh, going to Atlanta.
2: You got the Dolphins going to Baltimore. Um, you got Houston going to Green Bay. You got Detroit going to New Orleans. You've got Buffalo going to Oakland. Um, I'm looking at you know playoff potential games. Uh, New York Giants at the Steelers. I've mentioned that a couple of times. The Bucks at the Chargers. You know you can't you can't sleep on the Chargers. They always they always tease you. They probably won't do much, but you know you know. But they always tease you. The Panthers are at the Seahawks. I think the Panthers are out of it, but um, that should still be a good game, especially if the Seahawks lose. Um, so let, let me ask this. Other than your Bears, Dr. Train,
1: what is the game that most intrigues you, you this weekend?
3: Oh, man. Oh. I don't have the schedule right in front of me, and you know, so I'm having a hard time understanding the games that you call. Uh, but thinking of one that has a more playoff implication to it uh, would probably be Steelers and Steelers and Giants, because both of them are fighting for the for, for the division as well as the playoffs. And that's always fun to see when teams are teams are in a fight.
0: So I would I would say that.
3: Okay, J.B., same
0: question. Yeah, I would agree with that one, Uh, and I'll also just throw another one out there. I think Chiefs and Falcons, and not just because I'm down here, but because the Chiefs have been on such a roll, and there's always that that chatter about the Falcons falling off. They always want to compare them how how they fell off last year at this point. So they've been playing good football. Obviously the Chiefs have been playing good football, both are, are trying to, win their division as well and and also position themselves for the playoffs. So I would take that game as well as the, um, the Giants Steelers game as as one of the the top two games to watch.
2: Yeah, I I, obviously have a lot of reasons to want to watch the Steelers and the Giants, but the Chiefs and Falcons should be a really good game. Um, Obviously the Cowboy game without question is a game I'm going to be most interested in, but outside of that, um, the Steelers and the, and the Giants. I really, um, um, I'm really, I really want to see that. That's a that's a four o'clock game on Sunday, so uh, I believe it's I believe Fox is actually uh, airing that one. So that's that's going to be a good game. Um, and there was another one though. Oh, the Texans at the Packers. Both of those teams are fighting for their playoff lives. You know, one o'clock game on CBS. So that's that's going to be a good game.
1: You know, and
2: then the Bears and the 49ers, I mean, that might be the game of the weekend. Hey, thing, we who
3: got him for the number two spot, dog, in the draft. This is real serious <laughs> right now. It's not a joke, and it's not funny, all right? Baby, do not laugh at this, man. This is not a game, dude. This is real life. What's going on right now? This is a hard-fought battle.
0: We gotta get you number of for You protecting the body from a body blow, and you get hit with a haymaker and overhand right, man. You're just all
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> this is serious right now, man. Oh, no, man, this is not a joke, man. It's a. It's, it's a serious too. <laughs> it's a good news, trend. If you if you <laughs> up, <laughs> up <laughs> in Chicago, man, I bet you can get I bet you get the tickets for a song, bro, for a song. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're you're about, about 25 <laughs> hours. dude
3: Dude, it's really bad when $11,000 do not show. I mean, these don't are chickens that are fault and they don't even show. 11000
0: thousand'd Be glad you said don't show instead of do show. <laughs> <laughs> boy, It's pretty about bad. River, boy. Yeah, it is pretty bad. All
2: oh, right. right, well, look at yeah. you guys. We've only did about an hour, but I am want to be honest. I'm beat, and... um So, you know, we covered pretty much everything I wanted to cover for the show tonight. Um, So let's go to final thoughts. Uh, Let's go to uh, JB first, final thoughts.
0: Uh, Final thoughts are going to be twofold. One, when you listen to the the podcast, it is going to sound horrible. So I'm just forewarning it right now. More important than that, um, uh, December is right here. It's knocking on the door. This is where folks make their money. This is where coaches make their paydays. And this is where rubber meets the road. So I'm looking forward to seeing how everything shakes out this weekend all the way to uh, the playoffs. It should be a, a good final month of the season.
2: All right. Dr. Train.
3: Uh, my sentiments exactly. We're about to see some real, real, real good football this last month, man. The preparity in the league is getting better and better each year. Teams are closer and closer uh, to, to battling all the way to the end. I'm loving it. I wish my team was one of them, but they are not. But we are battling for something different. We are battling for change. Number two pick, here we come. So, um,
1: <laughs> with that said, man, just. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank God
1: not <laughs> so, so Let
3: me add this one, one last thing. Hey, Team Prescott. I love the, train. I love the I'm train. On train. I'm on that train. I love the way the I'm kid is playing. playing. I just love the way overall playing. Dallas is playing. That's what you like it's to see fun. in a really good team. So, like you ride it, I'm a to ride it just because I'm a
0: football fan.
1: Yes, sir. Hey, we got bandwagon applications.
2: If anyone wants to come over and join us,
1: <laughs> email me.
2: Um, You can email me at, that would be U-P-Y-O-U. yours at com, <laughs> and uh, i'll make sure you get that bandwagon application right away all right well
1: <laughs> uh
2: hey fans if the sound quality went down i have to go back to the drawing board i apologize try to have high so- sound quality i'm using some very expensive equipment here so i apologize but hey Um, We did what we could. I hope you enjoyed the show. We will be back next week. So for the missing K-Star, for Dr. Train, and for JB, enjoy the games this week. And remember, all feuds will be settled on the field. Good night, everybody.